the diet weight loss industry is 50 to 70 billion dollars a year. It tells you that whatever solutions we have right now is not working. They're focused on short-term band-aids. You can drop your weight very quickly and that's how they kind of market it, tie you in. And then you do drop the weight, so you're like, oh, it's, it works. But what happens? The weight slowly creeps back. Hello and welcome, welcome to Heal Thyself. Another episode, thank you for joining and taking the time out of your day to really open yourself to this information, right? And sharing it with loved ones for all of you who've been supporting since day one or just since the last episode. All the love and gratitude to you. What a show we have today. Look, you might remember Dr. Vivian Chen on one of our first episodes of Heal Thyself back in 2019. And she is fantastic. Her and I started our Instagrams together. We grew everything on the same timeline, and we have the same passions for toxins. But she's not just gonna talk about toxins like you've been hearing about toxins. She's gonna tell you about toxins and how they're implicated in weight loss. Did you know there are chemicals called obesogens, which actually prevent you from losing weight, which actually are the biggest hindrance to weight loss. That's why a lot of people are doing these weight loss diets, losing some weight and then it's gaining back. If you're eating healthy, if you're tracking, right, all those calories in, calories out, and you're still not losing weight, you have to look at one of the most important and least talked about factors for weight loss, and that is obesogens. Toxins can be making you fat. Yes, believe it. All right, and I'm gonna be talking a little bit about Juvederm lip injectables that so many people are getting. It's blew up since the 80s. It's blew up in the past five years. And I want to talk a little bit about it. Okay, a lot of people get it, but is it safe? And what are the risks? Because if you're not learning about the risks and just going to get it, then you're not doing it responsibly. You got to be making a choice with informed consent. Very important, very important. So we're going to talk all about that. And I'm going to give you what are my safer hacks that help support collagen. I can't wait to share these gems of knowledge with you. I promise you it's going to be some of the first times you might be hearing any of this. So before we start the show, check it out. Remember, the merch is out. And it is fire, it is sustainable, it is organic, it is top quality at hts.today. Go check it out, holidays are coming up. If you love the show, if someone you love loves the show, let's support it, get it out there and really carry on the message of healing thyself. Imagine somebody seeing you across the hallway and going, heal thyself, what does that mean? Maybe I should start with myself. So super powerful message to send to people. So without further ado, let us get to this awesome, awesome interview coming up with Dr. Vivian Chen. All right, everyone, guess what? I've had so many of these shows, probably over 200, I don't even remember the number, but one of our first guests ever was Dr. Vivian Chen. Dr. Viv is here for a return after what, two and a half, three years. I'm so excited to have her on because guess what? A lot of us are trying to lose weight and we can't, right? We're eating healthy, we're lowering the calories, we're working out, running. Why aren't we losing weight? No one. And I mean, no one is really talking about the toxic load and the role that it plays for weight loss. So I'm super excited to have Dr. Vivian, who is a toxin expert in itself. And also she makes the best meals on her Instagram. You gotta go check that out on a side note. But I wanna talk about toxins and weight loss. Let's talk about obesogens. Dr. Vivian, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it's such an honor to be here. And I love the set. 
Um, big fan of yours, so thank you for having me again. Man, I've been a big fan of you. We've known each other for like four years, probably four and a half yeah. years. Yeah, more you, than that, I think. You were one of my first guests when we had a little corner studio. With You're like, one of my first Instagram friends. <laughs> I remember that, and, and the growth that we both had is beautiful, but witnessing you, your, with the, the things you're coming out with that we'll talk about later, amazing stuff. Your kids growing up, man, I got a place in my heart. Listen, if, if the viewers and listeners don't know, I got a lot of love for you already. Oh, thank you so much. I have a lot of love for you. Thanks, Doc. So check this out. I mentioned this right in the opening. Can toxins be the reason why people are not losing weight? 100%. I think it is the missing link that people are missing, and it's the reason why the diet weight loss industry is 50 to 70 billion dollars a year. 50 to 70 billion with a B. Mm. It tells you that whatever solutions we have right now is not working. Mm. And so very much like the conventional medical model, which a lot of people say, you know, keep you sick, keep you going back, keep you making them money. It's very much the same for weight loss industry, mm. right? Um, they're focused on short-term band-aids. You can drop your weight very quickly, and that's how they kind of market it, tie you in, um, you know, get you in, and then you do drop the weight, so you're like, oh, it's, it works. But what happens? The weight slowly creeps back after a few months, right? So then you need another diet. You need another protocol, and that's how they keep making money. So. I, you know, that's why I'm great, so grateful we're having this conversation today because there's so many factors outside of calories in, calories out that if we are not identifying, addressing. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, 
it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trophalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. So powerful because I've never heard anyone compare the weight loss industry to the medical model, the pharmaceutical industry. But if you think about it, it's so true. I've had over the years people go, I've did this diet, I read this book, I went on this program, my trainers got me on this one, and they lose weight and inevitably they always, always gain the weight back. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to me because it's like, we take the medicine, the medication, we feel better, and then we have a side effect down the road. Exactly. Or, or it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, and it's funny, a business doesn't wanna lose its money and its customers, so it's gonna continue just bringing it back in with short-term solutions. Exactly. So then naturally the question would be, uh, first of all, how are we exposed to these toxins that are keeping our weight on? And, and how is that even happening in our body? What's happening? Yeah, um, sadly, we have over 85,000 chemicals registered for use with the EPA. Um, so these are chemicals are all around us. Uh, and it's, you know, it's overwhelming when you think about it. But a few thousand of these are actually high frequency chemicals, meaning we're exposed to it every single day. Uh, so it's in our air, in our water, in our food, in our personal care products. Uh, and it's really difficult to avoid now at this point. But we still can take steps to reduce our exposure. So that's what's important. Um, and going back to the point about the fact that it's not just calories in, calories out, you'll find this study really interesting because this is what first got me into, wow, it's not just about calories. So there was a study uh, published in 2016 and they took the data from NHANES, so that's the National Health and Examination Nutrition Survey. Um, they monitor the health and nutrition of Americans. They looked at 36,000 Americans and when you adjust for calories and exercise output, people in 2006 were 2.3 BMI points higher than in 1988. Wow. So even when you adjust for the amount of calories in mm -hmm. and the amount of exercise output, people were still heavier in 2006 compared to 1988. And this is not just for humans, it's for animals too. So they looked at 20,000 animals 
both wild and domesticated, and animals were high at BMI too. So there is definitely something in our environment, and you know, people are not talking about it. In fact, I actually posted about this, um, and I, I quoted an article from the NIH, and a group of doctors on Instagram clubbed together and called me misinformation, asked their followers to report me to Instagram mm. to have the post taken down, even though I sourced <laughs> the study. The, the study. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I think this reflects just how little conventionally trained doctors know uh, ab about this topic, and I don't blame them. We mm. didn't learn about this at medical school, and that's why we're here today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you hear that so much, calories in and calories out. And hearing this study, right, so it's adjusting for, you're saying, food and caloric expenditure. Right? So this is how we're burning and what we're putting in burning, putting in. If it was calories and calories out, then there'd be no difference from the 80s and 2006. Exactly. Correct? Exactly. But things changed since 2006, yes. right? Um, and, and a lot of people, my first thing before you said that would be like, oh, we're just moving less because we're on our phones. But then you talked about how we're Exercise. moving the same. Yeah. So the, the factor that we're not talking about is our exposures, especially um, when it comes to animals. Yes. Right? The environment. The environment. Okay, so you talked about some of these high-frequency chemicals. Uh, what are some high-frequency chemicals so people uh, are aware of them, and then where are they found? Yes. So um, BPA, you talk about this a lot, right? Plastics. Yeah. Um, BPA is found in plastic. It's found in thermal paper receipt, the lining of cans. And there's so many studies now connecting BPA with obesity, not only in adults, but in childhood as well. Uh, it's been shown to affect our gut microbiome. It has been linked with insulin resistance, so many different endocrine uh, conditions. Uh, so that's one. And then there's phthalates, another one of your favorites that mm -hmm. we, we all often talk about. And phthalates um, are found, again, in plastic, but it's, it's added to plasticize plastic, so make plastic more flexible and pliable. So it's in the softer, mm -hmm. you know, food packaging, for example, your shower curtains. But also, it's used to fix scent to your personal care products or household products. So any fragranced scented products most likely has phthalates if you can still smell it after a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, so those are, I would say, are the big ones, but then there's also pesticides, PFAS. You know, there's probably about, at this point, 20 to 30 different chemicals that have been identified to be linked to weight gain. Mm. Okay, so we're exposed to them. They're going to be here all the time. I remember the, this is the BPA study, I think the CDC did it, and there was 2,500 people, and 93% had BPA yes. in their urine. And that's yes. got a short half-life, so people right. are being exposed to it all the time all the time and I was like right holy moly this is wild and I remember I was like okay I'm moving away from all of these plastics I know I do I don't even take in plastic I took the urine test and I had BPA in my body and lo and behold it was because I've completely forgot the cans of soda right. are lined with plastic usually right. for almost every single one so like even though I was drinking like these healthy drinks they were lined in plastic I was like oh shoot Oh, I know, and, and believe it or not, air is actually an invisible source of these toxins that we don't think about. Mm -hmm. um, we, don't, we can't detect that we're breathing in BPA and phthalates, but it's in the air, it's, in the, uh, it's riding on dust, 
particles in our house. So when they did a study on dust particles, they found that BPA, phthalates, PFAS, they're all riding on these dust particles. And when you're walking, you're kind of kicking up these dust and breathing it in. And that's an, uh, another source of exposure. And there was a study that linked air pollution, exposure to air pollutants in childhood with obesity. Wow. Already early on. Always yes. is what I always say. And, well, no, even as early as prenatally. So women mm. who are exposed to air pollution had an increased chance of uh, their, you know, babies having higher, higher weight later on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're going to go all into solutions in a little bit, but I really yes. want to know. So now I get these toxins in, in my respiratory system. I get them through my mouth, maybe even through the skin. And they're in my body, they're in my blood. What, how am I gaining weight from these chemicals? What the heck is happening in my yeah, body that's a great for question. me to gain weight? Yeah, that's a really good question. So it works at so many different levels, right? And as you know, health is not just one thing. It's so many things involved. Um, but firstly, it can affect our metabolism. So um, many of these, so we, we mentioned BPA, phthalates, they can actually, uh, well, not cause, it's not cause and effect hasn't been shown yet, but right. been linked with insulin resistance. And if you have insulin resistance, it means that you have a running baseline higher level of insulin, which is a fat storage hormone. So if you have a high level of insulin in your blood all the time, which is something I see in my clients and patients a lot now, you actually can't it's very hard for you to lose weight. Mm. Your physiology is against you to lose weight because your body's telling you, you gotta put on weight, you gotta gain fat. Um, so that's, that's one mechanism. It's actually affecting our hormones. So, uh, you know, you mentioned a lot endocrine disruptors. So a lot of these chemicals are endocrine disruptors. They're affecting our hormones and our hormones are in turn affecting our metabolism and then our weight. But there's also studies that have shown that these chemicals, when you kind of um, expose them at specific windows of development, so during you know, embryogenesis, during childhood, there are these windows where exposure can turn on and off genes. So uh, BPA and another chemical called tributatin, which is something that you people paint the outside of ship with and used in um, PVC manufacturing, they can activate PPAR gamma, which is kind of the master regulator of fat cells. So you can get an increase in number of fat cells, so you store more fat on your body, and also the fat cells get bigger. Mm. And once these genes are switched on, they, they carry on through the generation. So what they found was that if you expose a pregnant mice to these chemicals, not only does the first generation have an increased propensity for weight gain, that generation's offspring also sees that weight gain. Mm. That's mind-blowing to hear because then I'm thinking how much the environment has to do with not only your predisposition towards holding fat cells, growing fat cells, but also it could be generational, which is wild to even hear. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I go back, I can go back to the inner city, right? Like, go, go back to Queens, New York City. I know people, 
even my family who are trying to eat healthier and can't lose weight, can't lose weight, even eating healthier, mm-hmm. how much crap they're exposed to in their apartment buildings, how much crap they're exposed to in the streets, in yes. the city air over and over every single day. These are the high frequency chemicals. Yes. And, and likely that predisposition was early on, the exposure. Yeah, that's why work on pregnant women is so critical. Mm. So, so let, let's, let's talk on that. So we got a, a mom pregnant, she's a few months pregnant. What are the things we need to do, you know, as young parents right now yeah. to make sure that we not only are having a non-toxic lifestyle, but, you know, making sure that we're not passing or turning on that obesity gene early on? Yeah. Um, and this is, I think, a very overwhelming area for a lot of people. Yeah, when they yeah, first sure. learn about this, first they, they're shocked and then they're like, Where do I even start, right? So what I always say is look at where your exposures are most frequent. So what are you ingesting most of? Air, water, right, hopefully, and then it's food. So those are the three areas I would look at first. And it really depends on where you live as well. So if you live in the city, I would probably prioritize air more because there's probably more pollutants in the air. Um, although indoor air is an issue as well because of the off-gassing from our furniture and also your whole household cleaning mm-hmm. products, right? So I always say, don't let go of that which is outside of your control. So our outdoor is not within our control. So focus on what's within your control. So you can invest in an air filter, for example. Or, you know, the first thing to do would just to ditch all fragrance products from your house, right? Mm-hmm. Because that can just significantly reduce the amount of phthalates that's, you know, floating around in the, in the air in your own home. Um, so, yeah, those are the three big areas. And, and that's easy, right? Because we can really save, invest, get a really good air filter, and it's going to make a big difference in our home, you're saying? Yes. It's a, it's a long-term investment, right? right? Um, but, you know, if you are not there financially yet, stop using candles stop using right. stop you know spraying febreze everywhere in your home. doing those plugins everywhere right, right exactly cologne perfume things that we're always being exposed to yeah not knowing that even before we have children it's affecting our hormones it's affecting our metabolism exactly it's affecting our organs and then you know we're trying to get pregnant this is why i always tell people we had um what one of my uh, close friends on here dr Catherine zagone and she was talking about how Even the chemicals in Febreze, we mm-hmm. don't even think about, right? Because mm-hmm. it has a sweet scent. But right. a lot of the same chemicals in cigarettes are in Febreze. And this is something we spray to, like, we put it on our, on our child's room. We put it on our child's clothes, not, yep. not knowing. And for me, it's criminal that it's even out there without the informed consent. And I, I know. know you feel the same way about this stuff. Okay, so we start with the air in our mm-hmm. home, uh, taking away the candles, taking away the plug-ins, all the artificial scents. Okay, so then people are going to be like, well, how does my house smell clean? What do I do then? <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? We've been marketed to believe that we need to smell this way. Like, why does our house, I don't get it. Like, why does our house have to smell like apples or yeah. cinnamon, right? Like, if you do want it to add, smell like apples, put some apples and cinnamon in a pan on the stove <laughs> and, <laughs> with and some and water and let that natural aroma come out. Yeah. Um, It's marketing, you know, again, to make more money from us, Mm -hmm. to say you need to smell this way and your laundry also has to smell this way. Why? Like our laundry just doesn't need to stink and be offensive to other people, right? Right, right, that's it. Um, So, yeah, I 
I think it's a, it's a mindset shift because yeah. I work with a lot of clients who are just so used to having the fragrance that I have to find fragrance better products for them to kind of transition down to and then eventually... Moving from that. Yeah, and actually what they find is that once they switch out of those super toxic products, when they go back to it, they get headaches. They start, you know, having runny nose, runny eyes, and they, they're like, how did I use these things for so long and I didn't know? Yeah. It's because the body now is like, wow, breath of fresh air, I can now express myself. And then when you expose, then you start, start you know, getting yeah. those symptoms again. You should see me at a conventional Airbnb. I'm laying down in, in the, like the, the laundry detergent Tide that they use on the blankets <laughs> and the linens, and I try to tell them don't use any bleach or anything. Sometimes I walk in, it smells like bleach. It's, it's bad. And my, the first thing for me is uh, asthma-like symptoms. Right. So it's my whole body cool. just contracts. It's funny, the respiratory system goes, I ain't trying to breathe right. in this air, and exactly. it contracts as much as possible. Yes. So I'm like, wow, it's hard for me to breathe here. I'm opening the windows. And sometimes my skin is going to react really fast, like to the towels and to the blankets. So wow. I can attest to that. And a lot of people can. They go, hey, is this real, Dr. G? Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, my coworker, now I can't stand her perfume. And that's why, right? That's Your body's why. become so hypersensitive. It's like, please, no more of this. I ain't going back there. Right. It's, it's, listen it's, to your body. Listen to your body. Okay, so we have uh, the, the air. We got a good idea about the air. Uh, People always wondering, right? And I just did a little show on Brita water filters. But people wondering, what are the standards? What should we go by when we get a water filter? What are, what are the two, three things that we go, okay, I don't have the money for this one, but this is something that I need to look for right now. Right. Um, I think the first place to start is to look at your water report, right? So it, for those of us living in the U.S., we can pull this up. There's a database. You can enter your zip code. EW has a tap water database. You can also get it from your municipal water supplier. They are federally required to give you that report. Uh -huh. So you can actually see what's in your water and then find a water filter that can filter those things out. And it may not be very much, right? In which case, maybe a pitcher will do for you. It's very unlikely right. uh, given the state of our contaminated waterways. But, you know, I think that what filter you pick really depends on what you're trying to filter out. But I always try to look for filters that are certified to NSF standards because the way the water's tested, companies can actually manipulate the report, right? So they can just like, you know, get off the first sample from the filter. Oh, wow, it looks so great. Filters right. everything out, 99% remove everything. But it's not really, you know, you got to test it well, at 50 gallons, 100 gallons, you know, what's the lifetime of that filter? You've got to test it right until the end to make sure that it's still filtering that well all the way through. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not being done by a lot of these companies. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid scientific research-based rigorous testing. 
they use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and healthspan is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been over and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen. It's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. It's, it's funny that you say that I spoke to an expert on water um, maybe two years ago, and I was asking him about, there's a lot of controversy behind the Berkey, because oh, we, yes. we talk about it. So oh, yes. the one thing that he said to me, and we were looking at the report together, he goes, look how little the amount of testing they've done as far as lifetime of it. You have to go 50, 100,000 exactly. gallons over and over to test the water. Yep. Even, I think he gave me a number like blank percent higher, but what I heard was a lot higher than even the life of it. Oh, yeah. To test it and to have a real good reading. So it's funny that you're talking about the manipulation because that's what companies are doing. Oh, yeah. 
Exactly. And then if you are certified to NSF standards, you have to test it to that standard. It has to go through the lifetime of the filter mm. as a minimum. And so that is a reliable standard you can go by. I just don't even look at a lot of these reports from filter companies now. Right. Okay. So what type of water filter? We talk about pitcher. Um, there's the reverse osmosis one. Yep. There's the over-the-counter, under-the-counter. For people who go, okay, I want to get a good filter. I'm, yep. This is my budget. Mm -hmm. Aside from NSF, is there anything else we should look for? Um, well, yeah, again, it depends on what you're trying to filter out, right? If you're trying to filter out PFAS, for example, uh, the group of chemicals that are found in Teflon, the most robust way is reverse osmosis. Mm -hmm. So if you do have PFAS in your water, that's probably what you want to look for. Um, but, it, you know, it's not affecting all of our water, so you may not need it. And the, the reason why I don't say everybody go out and get reverse osmosis is because it wastes a lot of water. Yeah. So for every one, you know, ounce of water, you're wasting four or five ounces. And water is a limited resource, mm -hmm. clean water is. So um, unless you need to go that to that level, I, I think there may be other better filters that can do the job for you. Mm. And, and, and we can, again, look at that. You said EWG. Mm -hmm. I think it's a .org slash um, ta tap water. I yeah, if you just is. Google EWG tap water database, it You'll will get pop it. up. Yeah. And then you can and then there is a the service that we both use and like tap tap score. Tap score, yeah, great one. They will test your water and suggest the filter that you know suits the contaminants. So that yeah. kind of takes the worry out of it for you. Yeah, and then you really only do it once if you're in the same place. Um, it's funny you talk about PFAS and. Uh, I looked in the ZIP uh, EWG database for Santa Monica. Oh, yeah? And one of the PFAS is in the water here. Oh, goodness. And I was like, wow. wow. And, you know, you would think they, they were so health conscious here. We really, like, demand the best water. Yeah. And still, there was a, more than a few. I think it was four or five that were higher, much higher than oh, the standards that are deemed safe. So. And, and by the way, PFAS is one of those that have been shown in a study. There was a study, I think, from 2018 that showed that women who lost weight but had the highest level of PFAS gained, regained the most weight. Mm. And they had a lower metabolic rate, which means, again, the physiology is working against them, right? If you have a lower metabolic rate, it's harder to lose weight. Yeah. And it's the PFAS that's being released from the fat storage messing with the metabolism, slowing it down, and making it harder for you to lose weight and making you regain weight much faster. Unbelievable. Because these are chemicals that stay in our body 8, 9, 10, 20 years. Yes. Uh, when I did the yoga pants show, just talking about yoga pants and how a lot of these synthetic spandex chemicals, or, or using spandex materials are using chemicals. It's, yep. it's wild to me that because a lot of these athletic or athleisure or outdoor hiking raincoats, oh, goodness. crazy amount of PFAS. Crazy it's the same amount. stuff that's on the Teflon uh, pans. Yep. And the movie Dark Waters. Have you seen this movie? Oh, yes. Fantastic movie. I love movie. that it's movie. It's one of my favorites. Everybody needs to watch that movie. <laughs> oh, dark, dark, not, dark, it's Dark Waters, dark not Dark Waters. Water. Water is the horror movie. Waters is the one with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> watch that one. It's a fantastic movie. You fantastic. know what? I took my husband to see that movie, and he completely switched his mindset at that movie. Did you go to the theater? Yes. I remember you talking about that movie when you went to the theater years ago. Yes. Yeah. So years he ago. was always like, what's she talking about? I'm not going to die from this stuff. <laughs> he watched a movie and he was like, 
oh my goodness, okay, I'm on board. He needs so. to, he, you know, we need to have an affiliate for Dark Waters because we got so many people <laughs> still watching it every time we yeah. talk about it. So yeah, yeah uh, so we think about these PFAS chemicals that are stuck in our body. What I think about is just the language of the body. What is the body trying to tell us? Mm. And when I think about chemicals, right, that are stored in the fat cells that are being held, Mm. and we're trying to burn them off, the body's like saying, no, you are super toxic. There's a lot of chemicals in your fat cells. We're going to take it easy. You're going to lose weight a lot slower than the average person who's less toxic. Is this a crazy so thought in my smart. head? I, I, I actually believe that. I mean, there is no scientific study to prove this, yeah. but I believe that the fat cell is serving a purpose, right? Sure. It's storing the toxins away from our major organs and hiding it so the toxins can't harm our heart, our brain. Mm -hmm. um, but it is there, it's there. So there's another study that showed that um, people who lose weight rapidly, who don't support their detox organs, the level of toxins go up uh, during weight loss. So again, that slows down the metabolism, right? So fat cells are not just, you know, they're not inert, they're storing yeah. something. And, you know, when you rapidly lose weight, and you're not supporting your detox pathways, these toxins can't exit the body. And so they go back, the body's like, I gotta, I gotta hide them, I gotta hide them. So it starts creating more fat storage to put them back in. Yeah. And that's why you're going round in circles. Yeah, this is, this is what, something I always thought about is what is the body saying in these issues? Yes. So, so really it's like, okay, moving the toxins from the sources that we you talked about, we mm. talked about two of the three, and then, and then working with your body as you're maybe even doing a sauna or something, sweating, yes. sweating, de supporting, taking whatever internally that you need to, maybe binding some stuff. Yep. That's a, that's a really important way to go if yeah, you feel, really. and most of us are there living in this world, right? Yeah, I, I think it's really important if you are planning to do like one of those, drop your weight in two weeks, make sure you support your detox organs first if you want semi-lasting results right. and most people are walking around with blocked detox organs as you know um, because of poor nutrition stress lack of sleep and so really work on that before you even think about weight loss 100 percent. now the last the third and final one that you said we're most exposed to well the two the air and the water most but what about the food now now the food i know you're so passionate about the food you make the most beautiful recipes you, you wrote some recipes for me once before and yeah. i'm still eating some of them on oh, there great. because it's fantastic um what are just simple rules of thumb for people who go okay I can't switch my whole refrigerator to organic, my mm -hmm. whole pantry to organic. This is crazy. One, I'm on a budget. Two, I don't believe in half of it. Mm. What are just some things we really need to look for as consumers of food in this world? Yeah, so uh, I would say when you go into a grocery store, shop the perimeter, right? So try to look for food that still looks like what it looks like when it came out of the ground, first of all. So 70% of the American diet is ultra-processed food. Those are nutritionally deplete. They don't have any fiber. And why is that important? Because nutrients and fiber help us detoxify, right? So if you, we said we can't avoid exposure to toxins 100% now. So what do we do? We have to support our body to eliminate these toxins. Right. And one of the ways is to eat lots of fiber because fiber can actually bind onto these toxins and help the toxins leave our body in the form of poop. Um, nutrients are very needed by our liver to do liver detoxification. And so, you know, when we're nutritionally deficient, 
on an American, standard American diet, it's very difficult to, to detox from our everyday exposures. Mm. And, and we are, and most of us are eating that way. And, and, and the irony is that even the food in these, uh, the chemicals, the ingredients in these processed foods yeah. are nutrient depleters. So whatever nutrients we have, we're utilizing all of them just to break it down yeah. and protect our body. It's great. And, and you know, if you look at most diet shakes, they are ultra processed foods. Yeah. They're shakes, you know, and a lot of them contain inflammatory oils. So yes, you can temporarily drop your weight, it's going to come back. If you don't lower that inflammation, if you don't support your detox organs, it's going to come back. Oh, wow. And, and it's just for us to think about, it's changing the perspective. Mm. It's, we go to the supermarket, immediately go to the right side, go to the back, go to the left side, go home. Maybe yes. pick up a few things, <laughs> few things on the aisle, maybe yeah. whatever. You know, but, I eat pasta. Like, you don't, you don't have to be perfect, yeah. but try to, try to reduce ultra-processed foods. Okay, very yeah. powerful, very powerful. That's, that's something that we could stick on. Now, I want to talk about this label, the non-GMO and USDA organic. Mm. Um, a lot of people say, I went in the aisle and I got this, and look, it says non-GMO. It has the label. I think I heard it somewhere on TikTok. Now I feel happy. I feel mm. good and it's healthy. What's the difference between the label and when, which one should we look out for? And is even USDA organic, is it legit? Is it good? Yeah, I, I think it's the best that we have right now. So I personally do look for it. So the difference is that non-GMO, they can still use pesticides, right? It's just not genetically modified. And it's almost, I don't know what the right word is, uh, dishonest to put that label on a crop that's not normally GMO, right? It's, kind of, it's almost like trying to trick the consumer into thinking it's organic in a way. I know my husband definitely gets tricked quite a lot. So <laughs> he's like, oh, look, it's got a non-GMO label. But I'm like, hey, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have pesticides. It's just, and plus it's, you know, tomato. Tomatoes are not generally GMO crop, right? So I think the non-GMO label only means something if it's a traditionally... GMO crop like soy, canola, beets. Um, but otherwise, look for the organic label if you can, because that tells you it doesn't have artificial color, like the preservatives are regulated and pesticides. Mm. No sewer sludge, no antibiotics, none of that nasty stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I always say, look, it's not a perfect label. Mm. Right? It's not. But there's a lot of people who argue, did you know that they use natural pesticides? And that, that'll make you sick, too. I'm like, okay, well, look. Let's look at the totality of what's being used synthetically. Exactly. Right? We're talking, exactly. and this is, this is the one thing that drives me the most crazy out of everything. The most crazy. When I go on Instagram and I hear food science, blah, blah, blahs, and TikTok, blah, blah, blahs, and this sort of food scientist, they go like this. Or even a doctor who's not even trained in, in nutrition, they go... Uh, it doesn't matter about it because the dose makes the poison. The dose makes the poison, and yeah. therefore you are fine. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If, if my phone was a piece of paper, so I'd, I'd swish it in half and throw it in the garbage. I know, it's same. Crazy. Uh, can, can we clarify about this dose makes the poison mm -hmm. myth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing, right? There, these maybe toxicologists or scientists, they're in a lab, they're looking at dose plus, you know, the exposure plus effects. They're trying to observe an effect over a limited period of time. It's usually very short. With everyday exposures, we, that's not the model we're looking at, right? We're looking at very low dose exposures where your body can't eliminate 
all the exposure, so it's building up inside of us. And over time, we're seeing an accumulation of these chemicals in our bodies, in the tissues, and that's exerting the effect. So first of all, that, you know, the acute model of looking at it short term just doesn't apply when we're talking about chronic toxin exposure. Um, and secondly, what's been shown in a lot of research, and there's a researcher called uh, Frederick Lonsalm, I think you've you probably heard of him, he's the world's expert on BPA. And what he showed is that at levels way, like I think he said something like a thousandth of the EPA allowed level, BPA is exerting estrogenic effects in our body. And a lot of these toxins have uh, what's known as the U-shaped curve. So at the very small doses, you see an effect. And then the effect changes as the concentration goes up, and then you get an increase in effect again um, mm -hmm. when, when you increase concentration. So it's not a monotonic, like linear right. relationship. It goes up and down, and it depends on our physiology, our diet, stress, all of that too. So, you know, that's why... I think a lot of the data is observational because we, you know, that's the only way we can get that timeline in, into the equation, right? Yeah. We can't possibly be doing randomized control trials for 20 years. Nobody has money for that. Mm. But, you know, and so that's why we do have to take the research with a grain of salt. But when we have one study after another, after another, you know, it's all showing the same link an association, we really need to pay attention to that. It's time to start listening. And yeah. that's that I've spoke about that non-monotonic dose response because that's the, the point that people in uh, toxicology or food science, they go, no, look, low doses, it's fine. High doses, it's bad. Oh, wait a minute. There's another blip in the, not even exactly. a blip, there's another curve that goes up. Yeah. And we go, holy moly, okay, whoa, I didn't even know about this. And then if the dose doesn't make the poison, how do you explain mercury poisoning, right? right? They go, oh, it's a low amount of mercury, so you can eat tuna, right? right. Just don't eat it too much. But what about bioaccumulation in exactly. the body over time? And we know that, we know right. that, right? And, you know, cadaver studies on people who had accidents shows that the number of al amalgams in your mouth correlate with the amount of mercury in your brain. Mm -hmm. So it definitely accumulates in our tissue. Um, we're just not dissecting people every day to measure this right. tissue concentration. And I think that's the, the important thing they're missing. Right. So big time. So listen, take home, everybody, viewers and listeners, very confidently we say right here as two experts, the dose makes the poison is a myth. Pay close attention to what you're consuming, even at low doses, right? Especially the fat-soluble stuff, the thing that is attaching to your organs, that attaching to your bone, yeah. your brain, your thyroid, because this happens. Um, I'll tell you what's at low concentration that affects women's physiology. The, the birth control. Mm. The estrogen is low dose, but it's inhibiting ovulation. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying we're getting birth control doses and everyday exposures, but it's it's a small dose. It's a small right? dose. And so, yeah, the dose is, the response is not predictable, is what I would say. Right, right. So very important. We needed to really brush that out as two people who really are passionate about that. Um, listen, we're nearing the end. I know you're a busy woman, and we got <laughs> you here for just a little bit, and I feel so blessed. Um, why don't you tell us you got a few things up your sleeve that you're doing and a few things that are out, 
let's tell the audience, the listeners, one, how do we find you? What are you doing? How do we connect to you? How do we get your ebook? How do we get your course? Tell oh, us thank everything. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so my Instagram handle is at plateful.hal. So P-L-A-T-E-F-U-L dot H-E-A-L-T-H. Uh, I share a lot of information about non-toxic living there, nutrition, um, some recipes, and my website also has a lot of resources. But um, for this talk, I do have a resource I feel might be really helpful. So it's a quiz that you can take to see if your detox organs or detox pathways may be blocked. So if you're thinking about a weight loss program, do that quiz first. So the URL for that is www.joindetoxright.com. Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Peori's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Peori is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Peori.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I dot com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Peori. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies forward slash quiz mm -hmm. and i can send you that link as well okay. um so those are my main resources i i do have a course it's called detox right 
So um, it's a course aimed to help you support your detox organs on a daily basis rather than having to rely on once a year, twice a year detox protocol. So it's very similar to, you know, where weight loss industry wants quick fixes, detox yeah. industry, same. They just want to sell you shakes right. and pills, right? And it, it doesn't have lasting effect. Whereas we should be supporting our detox organs every day through everyday food and lifestyle. So that's what my course teaches. And the URL for that is joindetoxright.com. Awesome. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this box that you have, this little oh, white box. Thank now, you you're doing so the red light therapy, but you got one of the strongest, if not the strongest, handheld out there. Is this true? Yes. So um, I saw from my, with my own eyes how red light therapy helped my dad. Um, but when I researched, there is no portable. So that means, you know, a machine that doesn't need to be plugged into the wall. That's powerful enough that had a higher irradiance that you need for therapeutic effects. So I went about and created my own. So I put in a really good premium battery that can support that output. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, lab tested it for EMF, for irradiance, for safety, so that I'm happy to use it on my own family. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, beautiful. And I'm such a big fan of red light therapy. There's good data on that for all the organs, for everything from cuts to headaches, to, to belly aches, to psoriasis, to eczema, to everything. It's, I know. It's, it's, it sounds like snake oil. It does. But it's not because it's tackling a, a fundamental thing that's going wrong in a lot of people, and that's mitochondrial function. Right, right. right. So, so when you people. fix the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse, to generate more energy for the cell, you get better healing, you get better skin, you get... You know, Everything. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fundamental, but it's still crazy. It's what we like. like. It's the root cause. Please, root cause stuff. So uh, thank you for coming on the show. Don't wait another two years to come back here, two and a half years. And for everyone who loved Dr. Vivian, go back to episode, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> You're one of the first five ones. Yes. And we talked about some really fantastic stuff too, more food-based stuff, but... You're here, you're doing wonderful, and I'm so happy to see your friend just grow and just do everything I'm so happy for you, too. Um, it's been incredible to connect with you. We both sing from the same hymn sheet, which I appreciate so much. So yeah, exactly. thank you. I love it. All right, thank you, Doc. Appreciate you. Thank you. Man, lip fillers are a giant fad right now. You, someone you love, maybe a celeb, You've seen with lip fillers, right? And it is the fastest growing sector for cosmetic injectables. And it's nothing new. Years ago, the FDA legalized back in 81, the first injectable filler. And it was actually collagen coming from cows. And then over the years, it was, you had to take an allergy test before you took it, before you took it in. And we were using it, but less cosmetically to the point that it is now. And then around 2002, I remember coming out of high school and starting to hear about these injectables that people were using for wrinkles. And then it moved from bovine collagen to human collagen. And then over time, it switched into what we're using today, which is synthetic hyaluronic acid. This is the gel implant that we so dearly know. But the US, like I said with Botox, loves injecting their face. According to the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, the U.S. was ranked number one in the world in terms of non-surgical products performed at a global level. According to the Grandview Research Market Analysis, the global injectables market size was valued at $16.1 billion in 2021 and is expected to expand 
at a compounded annual growth rate of 9.1% from 2022 to 2030. Now, there's all different types of injectables. I just talked about Botox. Botox is, has the largest revenue share. It's the OG, right? It's got about half, a little more than half of the revenue share on injectables. But hyaluronic acid is the fastest growing one. This is the young rookie, the hot, the hot gun out there that is just like rising to the top because so many people are finding this a really easy alternative to not getting surgical, something more permanent procedure. So why are we doing this? Well, one, the collective consciousness has shifted. It's always been aesthetically uh, anchored, right? Looking at the material, and that's fine, especially in United States culture, but it, it's been more apparent over the past 10 years. So when you look online, it's very easy to turn on Instagram or TikTok and for me to see at some point a young lady, a woman having lip fillers or Botox or a super synthetic look, right? And, you know, you can relate to that. I'm sure you've seen it too. I'm sure if you have kids, your kids have seen it too at this point. It is accepted at this point in the world that this is a standard of beauty for many people. According to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, more than 27,000 lip procedures took place in the United States last year, with a lip procedure being performed every 20 minutes. That's a new record. Lip augmentations are also up 43% in women since 2000, with the average cost of lip injections being about $500 to 2000. And you're coming back every six to nine months, these docs and med spas, they're cashing out. So who shouldn't get lip fillers at all? It's contraindicated for patients with severe allergies, any history of anaphylaxis or history of presence of multiple severe allergies that you may have, and because it contains trace amounts of gram-positive bacterial proteins. It's contraindicated for anyone with a history of allergies to gram-positive bacterial proteins. Uh, and if you're immunocompromised or you're on immunosuppressive medications, I don't think you should be getting these. Because it contains lidocaine, it's also contraindicated for anyone with a history against lidocaine. So if you're gonna get lip fillers, you need to listen to this. You have to make sure that if you choose to do this, you're doing it with a professional who's done this procedure hundreds if not thousands of times. Why? Improper application of this material can cause some real issues. Any injections into vasculature may lead to embolization. That's a lodging or block in the bloodstreams and occlusion of the blood vessels, which can lead to ischemia of the blood vessels and infarction of the distant organ or tissue there. So if you ever have filler, you may have disproportionate pain around the site. Very important if you have any pain that's disproportionate or around the body, that's an emergent situation because you may be having a vascular embolization. Keep an eye if there's any skin color changes also. And there's been instances where people get lip fillers in the nose improperly injected and there's an embolism in the blood vessels of the eye causing blindness to the eye. We also don't know the safety during pregnancy and breastfeeding females or anyone who has very thin skin in the mid-face region. Also, anyone under 35 years old or over 65 years old, we don't know the safety or efficacy of fillers. So again, it's super important to know this. What are some of the side effects that we see with fillers? For tenderness and swelling, you'd expect 92% of people who get lip fillers or fillers have tenderness, 85% have swelling. So lumps and bumps, the nodules, are much more common than you may think. Now, when you get fillers, it's not always gonna be evenly spread out. In fact, 81% of people who get dermal fillers find nodules and complain of nodules. 41% of those nodules are mild, 48 are moderate, and 9.8 can be really severe. 
We also see bruising in 77% of people who get dermal fillers, with 51% being moderate bruising. We also see firmness in 82%, with 54% being moderate, 7.8% being severe. Also, we see redness, discoloration, and itchiness. So just bring to your awareness that it's very common to get some of these side effects. Some of them are transient, they last as you'd expect around the area of injection, but if you start having any symptoms or any issues further from the injection, pain especially, numbness especially, discoloration, very important, that's an emergent situation, right? So this is why it's important to be getting, if you choose to get this, with a professional. You can't just be going to the med spa that just opened up the road that looks shady as hell. And I'm always gonna bring this to the consciousness of people listening. If you're choosing to do this from a place of external validation, then maybe it calls for you coming back to yourself and going, okay, hold on, let me be here with myself and see, is this true for me? Am I choosing to do this for someone else, for someone else's approval, right? For someone else's acceptance? Or am I doing this from a place of I'm at peace, I feel good about myself. I've come into contact with my deepest emotions. I feel totally liberated as a human being, and now I'm still choosing to do this from this place, right? Because if it's the latter, and you're having the external drive, external force for you to make a decision to really change your face, if not for the permanent, then just for the temporary in the form of these fillers, then think about why you're doing it, where you're coming from. What you do is what you do. I have no judgment for it but I always, always will recommend to come to a place of your true self, see how you truly feel, come from the internal, come from the fulfillment of the internal, and then make a decision. You may find that you don't even want it. And two side notes, if you're working on collagen, like I said for the Botox show, you can use red light therapy. Red light therapy is nature's way of building up collagen. It is the most powerful thing that I've seen for wrinkles, not called fillers or Botox, the most powerful thing I've seen as far as a mechanism that you can use every single day with its own inherent therapeutic value at healing our mitochondria, but also building up collagen. So you can use red light therapy. You can make sure you're getting a good quality red light. You're looking at uh, how powerful it is first and foremost, and uh, the quality overall. I talk about my favorite ones, go to my page. But yeah, getting a good quality red light is gonna be very important if you wanna work on your plumpness of your lips or wrinkles in your face, and also utilizing things like vitamin C and having amino acids, amino acid rich diet or amino acid supplement that is gonna help build up collagen as collagen is made of vitamin C and different amino acids. So hope you enjoyed the show, very easy stuff. Try it out, come from the place internally, make your decision, and then go with what your heart desires. All the love in the world. Thank you for listening to The Knowledge Bomb. Thank you for listening to the show. I really hope you enjoy that segment with Dr. Vivian. She always has knowledge bombs. She's a toxin expert. Really mind-blowing stuff with the obesogens too to know. Um, as always, thank you for listening to the show. Rate, reviewing, subscribing. Look, happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for joining for another year, another day, another week. All the love to you. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your family. <laughs>